Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Okay, so... I think we are good. I'll just double check that um, everything is working okay. Uh, sometimes there's like a, a couple second lag. Oh, there we are. Okay, we're in the group. Good deal. Okay. Happy Friday, everyone. <laughs> You're in the group. Um, thank you so much for being here, whether you are coming in and watching live or you are watching on the replay. Uh, this is our third, I want to say like third celebrity interview um, with different people in the field of kind of entrepreneurship and business. Um, this group mainly focuses on different therapy practices and healthcare practices, of course. Um, but there are a lot of things that bleed over in between like different types of industries when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, and so today, uh, I suppose like really quick before we get started and introduce our special guest, um, you know, while we're recording this live today on June 24th, 2022, um, today Roe v. Wade was just overturned and it's been like a lot of emotions for a lot of people and a lot of things to process today. So I did just want to address it. Um, and I am not sure exactly if I have like a cohesive statement to say about it yet, but um, it's just, it's been a really kind of like sad and mad day. Um, and what I am planning to do uh, probably over the weekend in the next week or so is learn a lot more about it, um, figure out what resources are out there and um, hopefully like provide to you here in this group. Um, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, let me know and uh, I'll try to send out some information on different things that we can do. Um, I don't really like talk about my political views are honestly anything other than cash practice healthcare businesses in this group. Um, and, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to see like any, you know, comments about anything other than the specific topic of this group in here. Uh, you know, please feel free to message me privately. Um, and again, like I said, if, if you need somebody to talk to, need anything, um, please feel free to reach out um, and I'll get back to you with different resources. So anyways, big deep breath for everybody. Um, yeah, and, and let's get into our interview for today with the fabulous Spency. Um, Spencer is coming to us from New York City and I'm really excited to have him here. Um, thanks so much for being here, Spencer. Thanks for having me, Morgan. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of like a little bit all over the place with what's going yeah. on today, but definitely <laughs> been a lot. I'm yeah. I'm here in New York, so I'm I'm sort of privileged in you know being in a, a blue state. Um, so I I feel for all my all the people out there who might not be in that position. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, dark, dark day in US, US history. Yeah, yeah, so yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I was just gonna say, like, I guess for those of you who don't know Spencer, um, he's kind of been a behind the scenes guy in our working relationship. Um, but some of you do know that my sister Katie uh, used to work with me in my business as a virtual assistant. And um, this is actually 
her partner slash boyfriend, Spencer, um, who runs his own business uh, with regard to all things websites. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll he'll get into it. You'll be able, Spencer can tell you more about him than I can. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, right off from the top, like if you're looking for somebody to help you with your website, um, SEO stuff, anything like that, uh, Spencer's been great. We've been working together for like a year in about a year i think yeah yeah about a year yeah and whew, it has flown by it's um been, yeah <laughs> and uh spencer now helps me with clients in uh the coaching program in dpt to ceo um and if that is a program that you have been looking at and you think it might be helpful spencer actually builds the websites um mm -hmm. for all new clients in that program um that's included in the whole program. So anyways, just putting that out there. Yeah. And, you know, I, like I said, not good with words right now. So we'll see how this goes. But <laughs> um, Spencer, if you would do us the honor of yes. sharing more about you, your story and uh, what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So my name is Spencer. Uh, I'm from New York. Um, and my full time gig right now is I develop websites I started a company called Slope Tech NYC. Um, a little bit about my background. I studied computer science in college. Uh, and when I was in college, I messed around on a lot of different projects, worked for a couple of startups. Um, out of college, I got a job at uh, this a growing startup that then when the uh, pandemic began sort of imploded um, and they laid everybody off. Um, and I was kind of at a crossroads where um, trying to decide what to do next. Um, and I decided to kind of branch out into my own, my own thing, developing websites. Um, I got my start developing websites actually also at the, start, at the beginning of the pandemic um, with a, a, non, a local nonprofit in my neighborhood, started a food pantry. So to get the word out about that, I helped them set up their website. Um, initially and get their like Facebook presence going. And then I figured, wh why don't I just kind of expand this um, and, and do it full time? Because uh, really the, the only thing standing between an organization uh, or, or an individual and um, an audience is a lot of times just a website and someone who's knowledgeable about those things to just, just, just to get it going. Um, and I've been doing it for about a year now uh, or yeah. Yeah, about a year. Um, you were one of my first clients, and yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> been great ever since. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and uh, talk a little bit about websites and all that stuff. Cool, awesome, yeah, and uh, thanks for for sharing your story, Spencer. Mm -hmm. um, and I really I wanted to bring Spencer on to to the show um, because uh, I work with a lot of people where, you know, like you're really good at what you do as a therapist and like, you know, building a website is a whole other type of skill, right? Mm -hmm. And like totally different thing. And some of us, you know, are kind of scrappy and we can throw things together. And for other people like here in the group, trying to build a website is something that is really like, it's scary, it's intimidating, it's overwhelming. Um, and it also, unfortunately, like as much as like, I love building websites, I've been doing it since I was in third grade. I think I told you that Spencer, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> built a website with uh, HTML manually. So nice. that's uh, good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but even though, even though I love it, I also have seen both in myself and other business owners, um, be, the website being a thing that holds you back. Like you, mm -hmm. you might feel like your website is not good enough, or you can't really start your business until you have a website or until the website is good enough. And, um, it's easy to let our, ourselves get kind of like bogged down in that. And it ends up really like prolonging and putting off all the other things that we need to do in order to feel successful. Um, so I wanted to bring Spencer in to share with us, uh, 
is tips, tricks, wisdom, suggestions, advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, you guys who are listening or watching, if you have any questions, um, Spencer's information, I believe, will be in the description of this video or the podcast if you're listening there. Um, and if you want to reach out to him, we'll talk more about this at the end. But um, really quick, Spencer, what is the easiest way for somebody to get in contact with you? Easiest way to get in contact with me would be email. It's just uh, spencer at slopetechnyc.com. Um, but you can also go to my website, slopetechnyc.com. Um, and you can even set up a meeting with me. But my email is also there. Um, cool. so yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I'd like to build on the point that you just talked about how yeah. people are kind of hesitate or feel a little bit like a, like a block when it comes to building their website for the first time. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, the way people's mindsets are around website. It, it feels like a big project and it feels like a big step um, because, you know, uh, all of a sudden you have something online that people can see it's public. Um, and that can be kind of intimidating. Uh, but what I like to say is that really you want to start as small as possible. Um, because once it's out there, uh, you can always continue to improve it. That's the, that's the great thing about, you know, websites, uh, is that they're, they're almost infinitely changeable. Um, you know, the, 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 the first web, you know, the first iteration of the website you put out there is not what it's going to look like. A year from now, you, you can attest to that, I'm sure, because, you know, yes. a, a year ago, <laughs> we basically took your website and put it through the ringer, you know, yeah. changing it um, and, and and reformatting it and all that stuff. Um, so I, I, that's the main thing. I think one of the one of my first big tips for people when starting out their website is to sort of shift their mindset from thinking it's like some bit like a big one time investment project uh, thing to. Um, keep it keep it simple and then and then build from there. Um, and I think that helps people get over that initial that initial you know block when it comes to that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, it everything has mindset, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard that so many times, but like it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think that's a really good way to look at it, where um, you know, like you really just need something up and like what like I always talk about like harping on is if somebody cannot find anything about you and your business online then like where does that leave you you know like Mm -hmm. you would you have to have like other ways of generating leads or customers whatever you know and if you don't have a website or anything online then all that means is that you have to do that much more work in person and locally in order to be successful with your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from my point of view and everybody has different opinions, you know, that's totally fine, but like you need a website, you need something, Mm -hmm. even if it is just your picture and your name and contact information, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Like get that up there. And then like Spencer was saying, you know, you can continue to revise it. just like everything, you know, it's never going to be perfect on the the first try. And the more pressure that we try to put into something and saying like, I only have this one shot, especially with a website, Mm -hmm. that's not the reality. And it provides a lot more stress, I think, than is really needed. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, Yeah. That, 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 that little like publish button uh, when you, when you're building your site, it doesn't go away after you click it, you know, Mm -hmm. you can publish it and then, you know, five minutes later, change everything and publish it again. That's yeah. that's the beauty of it. Um, it doesn't. It's n- it's not a static thing where you only have one shot. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's a living a living system that can is constantly changing. Just just like a, a you know, like a person is. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I uh, like that analogy. As yeah. we're all here for growth and everything. Exactly. And, um, the other thing that I just want to put out there too is that sort of, sort of I guess like on the other hand, um, just because you publish your website, like it's not gonna when you click that button, it's not going to like automatically notify everybody that you know and then like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna judge you. Um, you publish it. So if people look for you, they'll be able to find it, but nobody's gonna know about it <laughs> until much later on. Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
Yeah, until you start sharing it around yeah. um, and that sort of thing. Uh, that, that kind of brings me to one of my next points, though, uh, yeah. which is that once you once you built the website um, or published it, mm-hmm. something that's really important to do, because remember, it's not a static document that now just lives, you know, on mm-hmm. on the on online. Um, one thing that you should do is put yourself in the shoes of the people that you expect to be viewing your site and, you know, uh, go through the motions, right? Um, if you have your contact info on your site somewhere, because uh, most likely you have a website, so people will find you and contact you. Um, you have that there. Pretend you're a person who is looking for whatever you provide and go to your website and figure out how easy is it for these people to actually contact me once they're there. Um, and if it's not that easy, that's where you start making those improvements. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's, it, it might sound simple, you know, mm-hmm. it might sound silly to say like, make sure your contact information is on your website, but you know, like I'm, I'm sure Spencer has seen this more than I have, but I've, I've even seen like a few practice websites that uh, don't have any contact information on it, you know, or any like contact form. And so mm-hmm. it ends up looking more like a brochure. Right. Even with like, even brochures should have contact information <laughs> on them, uh-huh. you know, but it ends up looking a lot more like that, which is like not necessarily like anything wrong with it, but it's not a tool for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately like you have to think that the website you're putting up, it is a marketing tool and it, it is not like producing the results that you want from it. Then like, mm-hmm. what's the point, you know? And um, mm-hmm. you can invest many thousands of dollars into a website. And if you don't know, like these kind of like, few key things that Spencer is sharing with you, then, you know, you might end up with like a tool that doesn't like do anything in the Mm -hmm. end. Um, And more specifically, like with the contact information, like that is one major point, but having some kind of contact form is also really important, I believe, you know, and and Spencer can tell me, um, I would say like one, because not many people like to call places it's a lot easier to just fill out a form or email um but your website needs a way of showing you quantitatively if it is working and how Mm -hmm. like how many leads you're generating and how many turn into patients or or clients Mm -hmm. um so a couple things there yeah i i think it all it, it really all goes back to um when you when you first set out to build your website it's really important to define just like the why, why are you building a website in the first place? Um, you, if, if you narrow that down, um, then, you know, you can build from there. Most of the time, yeah, if your why is I want people to contact me about my business, you need to make that easy for them, right? You need to actually have contact information, the bare minimum, uh, or a contact form um, to make it easier for people to actually contact you or, to, you know, to actually uh, connect with you. If your if your why is to sell products, you need to make it as easy as possible for people to buy products on your website and make it obvious that that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really it really goes back to to when you first set out drilling it, drilling down into the why are you doing this? Why are you building a website? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, one kind of I guess like maybe pro tip that we can talk about is things above the fold um, hmm. while we're on the topic of making it obvious what's supposed to happen. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? The concept of above the fold? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, really, it, it, it comes down to um, how psychology and how do people interact with the internet and with websites. Um, if, I, if I'm looking for information on a topic uh, and I like most people do, I type it into Google and I click on the first link and that first link doesn't have the information right in front of me as I click on it, I'm going to go back and click the second link. Um, so you need to make sure that people know exactly what they're looking at um, or I- exactly what you want them to do on their first glance. 
And above the fold just means that, you know, when you go to a website, there's the scroll ball, the scroll bar on the side, you want the most important info or, or the, the, you know, the tagline, the thing that's going to draw them in or just tell them more about uh, what's going on on this page to be right there in front of them. Otherwise, yeah. chances are they'll go somewhere else for the information. Sure. Yeah. Like they'll click away. And I know like I've seen websites like that, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is a good reason why you can always go back and edit it, you mm -hmm. know, or like good that that's a feature, I suppose, <laughs> of building right. a website um, where like I'll click, go to the like the home screen on the website and I can see, you know, hmm, what might it be? Maybe like a new, um, I just bought a new bag for CrossFit. So mm. nice. <laughs> like if I were to go to the uh, company's website and it said like, buy your backpack here, but there were no buttons mm -hmm. like for me to buy something that also is really ineffective. Like the, the call to action being above the fold will really help you in, um, you know, being able to see if your website is working the way that you um, are wanting it to. Um, and, uh, I know Spencer, like one thing that you wanted to talk about today as well, that might be part of your five tips is, um, why SEO and user experience go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And since we're kind of talking about the user experience already and mm -hmm. a major question, lots of new business owners with websites, uh, have to ask is what is SEO? Hmm. Does it matter? Does it matter? Tell us what about is it? That. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll tell you a little bit. So for, first off, what is SEO? Uh, it stands for Search Engine Optimization, mm -hmm. and it's sort of a broad category. It yeah. basically means uh, any anything you do to your website to make it um, interact better with search engines, mainly Google. Google is the biggest search engine. They have ninety percent ninety percent of the searches that happen online happen through Google. Um, so SEO, search engine optimization, just refers to anything you do to make your website show up a little bit higher um, or interact better with Google. And the question of does it matter, um, really, it, it, it sort of depends. Um, if you, and it, it really goes back to putting yourself in the shoes of your user and understanding their experience. Um, like I said before, if you're looking for information online, chances are you're gonna type into Google what you're looking for. Um, and if you think that your uh, potential website visitors are gonna be doing the same, then yes, SEO obviously matters because that's how they're gonna find anything online. It really only wouldn't matter if you rely mostly on social media um, or maybe some other form of traffic to send people to your website. Um, but if you want people to be finding your site on Google or other search engines, of course, yeah, SEO totally matters. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I say that it goes hand in hand with user experience is one, because the experience of Googling something and then finding the information is, you know, a, a universal experience that we all have. Um, so just that user experience is important, but also, and this is getting into the more sort of technical side of things, but uh, Google has been uh, constantly improving their search algorithm um, to provide their to provide you users with better search results. And uh, it used to be they were just looking at kind of the text on the page and seeing if the text related to your search. But now they're starting to use more advanced uh, artificial intelligence and probability and statistics, a, a bunch of, you know, very technical things to figure out which websites provide the best user experience. Uh, when someone searches for something, they want to send that person to a site that, to a website where they might, they'll stick around for a while and actually in, in, in engage with the site, maybe click around, um, find answers to questions that they didn't even know they had. Um, so that's why, uh, SEO and user experience go hand in hand uh, because uh, as these search algorithms and these search engines continue to improve, um, that's just going to be continue to be weighted super heavily um, in regards to where you rank in those searches. Um, like we were saying before about uh, having information above the fold, right? If 
if you if you're if people come to your site and leave immediately because they can't find what they're looking for, Google's keeping track of that. And they're not going to send people to your site if people keep leaving quickly or your site doesn't load quickly or any other thing. Uh, so uh, yeah, Google and other search engines are increasingly look, increasingly looking for sites that provide a good user experience uh, because at the end of the day, they want people to stay on the internet for as long as possible. So yeah. they're gonna they want they they want people to go to a website that'll you know continue their journey. Yeah, for sure. And like that is a lot of stuff that I feel like I didn't really know too much about um, mm -hmm. until maybe like. Mm, end of year one, beginning of year two, being in business, like, you know, I said, and even as somebody with like, extensive experience with like graphic design and websites and everything, I had always like heard of SEO, but didn't really like understand what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that's really cool, if you know, like you are looking for a website builder, Spencer and I are both big fans of Wix. Um, Wix is pretty easy to use. It's, it's a lot, like there are a lot of things that you mm -hmm. can do with it, but it allows for, I think like a good balance of some templatey stuff, but also like a lot of customization at the same time. So for somebody who is newer to building a website, um, you know, and you're not afraid of like learning what you're doing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it is really good. But the cool thing that they have is, um, an SEO wizard. So if you're totally new to this, um, that's something that you can find. I'm not sure if Squarespace has the same kind of function. Um, do you know? uh, they have, it's, it's not the same sort of wizard thing, but they have the ability to add like your, your SEO titles sure. and meta descriptions and stuff, but it, it Wix is kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to kind of guiding you through that initial SEO setup. Yeah. And it makes it really easy. So yeah. like, it's just, it's one part of like your, um, dashboard on Wix, you can go to the SEO wizard and Wix will pull up for you all of the like pages on your website that need certain things, whether it's in the title of the page or the headings or the text on the page, like Spencer mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and it will offer you suggestions on things that you can add in based on what the like overall context of your website uh, is supposed to be. Um, and I, I even learned like a lot from that on different mm -hmm. things that like I should include in the pages and truthfully, here's like the thing that I feel like most people are wondering about, you know, does with, does SEO matter? Should I have a website? What should be on my website? And that kind of a thing I have seen so much come from something that is like so little maintenance. Um, I think that's one thing that I never really have talked about too much before in this group is if you actually put effort into your website and regularly updating it, whether it's updating the SEO or adding blog posts and like updating your pages to better reflect the context of your business. Um, I, I mean, like in the span of like, the lifetime of a business, I would say between my website and um, one of my clients that I manage the website for, it's taken about like five or six months ish to start seeing like the results of what you mm -hmm. did at the beginning, you know, and over the span of like years, six months is not that long. And what's really cool about it too, is that like, you do it, and then it just keeps building on itself. And, um, you know, like, ultimately, I think a lot of us here too, like we were service based businesses don't have a lot of extra time. And so while I suppose, like the front end of building a site and updating everything so that it's, you know, good to go, and hopefully produces results, while that can be time intensive, the rest of the time, your website can do a lot of work for you. Um, so anyway, like long story short, putting a good website together that has the appropriate context and contact points, I suppose, hmm. uh, plus regular updates, it can end up being one of your very best digital marketing tools. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Spence? Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, that's also something that's one of the harder things to uh 
get new business owners to understand is that like you're not going to you're not you might not you probably won't see the big payoff for you know six months to a year down the road if you're doing if you're building your site now or doing SEO work now. Um, it's not going to be an overnight an overnight uh, jump in your traffic numbers. It, it it is about building up building up that content over time or just building up traffic over time. Uh, and and yeah, once you do start seeing those results, it's super rewarding. I mean, we we, we were just looking at your uh, website analytics like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like we said in, oh, uh, before, I've been working with you for a year. And it took us. It took about six months until we even started seeing much uh, organic search traffic. And now, a year out, we're now at a point where every day people are finding your website via Google. Like we, th- literally, I, th- th- this <laughs> month there was not there was not a day where there were zero organic search. Uh, you know, zero zero people found you on Google. Uh, there was no day where. <gasps> Every day, right, someone found you on Google. Is what I'm. Is yeah. what I'm <laughs> but that, that was un, that was un, unthinkable a, a year ago, or even six yeah. months ago. But because you put in the work, then you're you're starting to see those results. Um, yeah, absolutely. And like I, that reminds me. Like I was just looking at some numbers for um, my other client, and it's also it's like important to think about where you started with your website too, Mm -hmm. you know, and not lose sight of that because the results can take a long period of time to get, like Spencer was saying, Um, don't lose sight of, you know, starting with nothing (laughs) and then having these results later on because Mm -hmm. like this other person that I redid their website because um, it like, it wasn't working. It wasn't doing anything for them before. Um, and it even had some incorrect contact information mm-hmm. on it for a totally different practice. Uh, not great. No. Um, but anyways, like it was a website, it was a brochure website essentially. And it, there's nothing that really stood out about it. Um, it just, it was a tool that was not working. And so I rebuilt it. Um, and now what's really cool about it is that like all of their traffic has like at least tripled on a Mm -hmm. monthly basis. And, um, you know, like Spencer's kind of saying like, that's, that's like, uh, kind of like the first point, like getting traffic to a website and then getting engagement and then getting opt-ins and then getting customers. So like, as you're traveling down that path, Mm -hmm. um, you'll kind of see it like one thing at a time. Um, you know, rather than like getting a customer tomorrow. But anyway, um, what I told my client was um, Wix now also tracks click to contact. Um, Mm -hmm. So I assume that that means like it'll register the phone number or email address that's on there. Hmm. But uh, my client had three phone calls from his website last week, whereas like a year ago, nothing, zero, completely nothing. Um, and that was really cool. And let's see, they had almost 400 unique users in the last three months, um, which I believe like in October of last year, they had maybe like 28 users or 20, mm-hmm. I think it was even like 28 views of the website. Oh, wow. And at least half of them were me. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's that. Uh-huh. Um, and 22% of those 400 users found the website through Google, um, right. which is like from nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess like one of the main points of this show today is if you want to pursue a website as a marketing tool, it will take patience. But like Spencer said, it's very rewarding because it will work in I guess like I would even like say you can almost guarantee some kind of results compared to other marketing tools. Mm -hmm. Um, And the beauty of it is that you have all of the control over how well it does essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, like virtually whatever. What do you think Spence? It it, it might not be immediate control, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I can't control how many visitors I'll have tomorrow, Yeah, but I can control the trajectory of my, you know, user count. Yeah. You know, if, if I go and spend an hour kind of uh, 
optimizing my content or I do like a, a speed test of my site and I say, oh, it's kind of slow. What can I do to increase that? Mm-hmm. You'll see results from that down the road. Um, even if, even if, if, even if you don't see them right away. Uh, what else did you, did you mention in that spiel before? Uh, great question. So, I completely forgot yeah, everything I right. said. <laughs> that's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, main point is just that, um, doing that, putting it, putting in the work now, you will see the, uh, results later. And that's actually one of my, another tip that I have here is to, um, check your performance, your website's performance regularly, whether that's every month or every other month, I wouldn't say do it weekly because again, like you, you might not see big changes day to day or week to week, but month to month, you, you'll see, you, you might, you might start to see changes. Definitely every, every two months you'll see changes. I mean, when, when I say check your performance, there's a lot of different tools you can use. The most mm-hmm. common one is Google analytics. A lot of people have heard about Google Analytics. You, you might already be using it. Um, so yeah, just, even if you don't really understand like some of the more technical aspects of Google Analytics, just looking at your users' numbers, like how many people visited my site in the past mm-hmm. 30 days, um, if you're comfortable with that number, like, that's great. But if you're not, think, try, start to start start to brainstorm ways that you can maybe improve your site or add some more content. Um, or, you know, tweak the design, put more stuff above the fold for people to see, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, to, to make a better user experience. And then you'll see those results a few months from now. Uh, and here's a question, I yep. guess, like going off of that, that I can picture some people in the audience asking is, how do I know when I have enough traffic? How do you know when you have enough traffic? Mm-hmm. What should um, I be looking for? It, it, it really, it really depends on your goals. Um, if you're getting like, let's think of a theoretical PT who has a mm-hmm. website, right? If, if you are getting, you know, I don't know, three clients a month from your website, like that's like something that you can definitely, it, 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 if you're comfortable with that number of clients every month, then, you know, that you have enough traffic, it's doing well. Right. But if yeah. you want more, um, so maybe you had a hundred people visit your site. You got three clients. If you want more traffic or if you want more clients, increase the number of people visiting your site. So that, you know, it's not enough in that mm-hmm. case. So it's really about, um, what, what your goals are and if the, the current amount of traffic is helping you achieve those goals or mm-hmm. if they're falling short. Um, yeah. And I think like, just to like, put it simply too. like another question is probably like, well, how do I know if those clients came through my website, you ask them. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And that's like a really, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. You're meeting for a client for the first time to say, how do you hear about me? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just a few months ago, listen, I've been I've, I've been doing this for a year. Most of my clients came from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but just three months ago, I had my first person find me on Google. And the only reason I found that out was because when I was meeting with uh, the client for the first time, I said, how did you, how did you actually find me? He said, oh, I just Googled web developer near me and you popped up. And I was like, oh, that's, that's great. I guess that, <laughs> you know, to keep the, the SEO work I did six months ago where I was trying to, you know, people who were, I was looking to looking to put myself in front of people who were searching for web developers mm-hmm. that paid off, you know, six months down the line. So yeah, asking, asking people is, is that that's key. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, one thing that can be helpful that I, I share with people here is if you're having like some kind of a phone call, video call with a potential client, you can actually like make yourself a list of questions that you want to ask them um, before the call. And that can be really helpful to make sure that you are hitting on all the points that you need to determine if they might be a good client for you. Mm-hmm. And that can just be one of them. That's on on my script is just like, where did they uh, find me? And even better yet, if you use a calendar like to schedule like um, Calendly or Acuity, you can put that as a like uh, 
booking question uh, before they book a call with you is where'd you find me? So then mm -hmm. you don't even have to ask <laughs> um, <laughs> or you can always ask for more information, mm -hmm. but um, definitely like tracking that kind of a thing to see if it's matching up with your goals. Like Spencer said, um, is huge because you, you want to have some kind of idea, I think quantitatively and objectively as to what marketing tools are working best for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And some depending on like what like obviously you, you you do you provide services but if you are if you're selling things on your website like actual products that you ship out you'll know kind of how it's performing just by based on how many orders are coming in mm -hmm. um and you know there are tools you can use um the more technical side of google analytics where you can set up you know conversion tracking where if you have a specific button on your website that you want people to be clicking you can set up Google Analytics to to track how many people click that button, for example, mm -hmm. or or submit that contact form, um, or whatever whatever your, whatever your goal might be, whatever your why whatever your why is. Um, yeah, yeah, you can set the tools to track it for you as well. Yeah, absolutely, which is cool because you know, like again, it's kind of like so like we have no time right? <laughs> like it's people who run businesses, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of extra free time. Um, and so like when you're first getting started with this stuff, if you are able to set things up in a way that you put out, put in all of the work once, and then it just like does its thing mm -hmm. later on, um, that is going to serve you really, really well. Um, instead of tools that are potentially more uh, time intensive. Um, which again, like nothing wrong with either option, um, but it is definitely something to consider, especially if you are solo business, single mm -hmm. person business. So, um, did we get to all of your five tips, Spence? Um, yeah, pretty much just to reiterate the, the, the points, um, that we, that I, I didn't really define them as points, but mainly yeah. define your why, right? Why are you building the website? Shifting your mindset from, this is like a, a big thing that's gonna be static that I have to get done now um, to this is a thing that will change over time. And I just need to get the, you know, the minimum out right now and then build from there. So shifting your mindset in that way, um, checking your performance regularly um, whether that means Google analytics or, uh, asking your client, how'd you find me? Um, the one was, uh, the you know, user experience and its relationship to SEO, um, and getting clients from that. Um, and then the last point actually, uh, kind of ties into what you were just talking about in terms of having, like having no time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, my whole business is building websites and I, and I have trouble finding time to work on my own, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to that, like, there's no point in throwing yourself at a problem for hours and hours, you know, a website issue uh, that when you could be spending your time doing something else, like you, like you're a physical therapist, you should be out there helping people who need your services. You don't, you shouldn't be troubleshooting your website hours. Mm -hmm. So my last point is that there's no shame in hiring someone to work on your site or, Hey, can you check this? Or even just asking, asking them questions. Um, mm -hmm. one of the, uh, a lot, a, a lot of my clients, um, one of the most valuable things for them is just when, when we have our, our, our sessions every month, it's just getting ideas like, Oh, I never thought about my website in that way, or, oh, now I have ideas for new pages or new blog posts to make or, mm -hmm. or, or whatever. But talking to someone who has that more specialized perspective mm -hmm. on the website is always, uh, is always a plus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so also sort of related to that. Yeah. Is, um, there are a lot of people out there who, uh, will sell you a website for loads of money uh, and then kind of leave you high and dry without you knowing how to take care of it. Like you mentioned your, your, uh, your client who had a website that was doing nothing for them. It was mm -hmm. basically a cookie cutter website um, that some agency sold them and then left them with. Um, mm -hmm. So when it comes to hiring someone, 
communication is key, right? And, mm -hmm. and making sure that your expectations are on the same page, but, but also trust. Like you should trust that yeah. they're not selling you something that you're going to be left with. That's not actually going to do what you want it to do. Um, right. And I think yeah. that's actually like a really good point to bring up Spencer. Like that was going to be something that I wanted to, to ask you, um, you know, and of course, like going into like this conversation, both Spencer and I build websites for money. We both sell the stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so like there is that bias, but I think maybe discussing like, mm, should somebody hire like a website developer, a website agency, whatever mm -hmm. we want to call it, should you hire somebody to make and maintain your website? I think talking about like different, maybe like criteria where it would be appropriate, maybe mm -hmm. could be helpful for, for yeah, people for listening. Sure. Um, you know, and like, yeah, just kind of like going off of that because it really is like, it just, oh, it grinds my gears when mm -hmm. I, when I see like, it just, it seems like people are being taken advantage of, you know, whether like, hopefully not, but like on purpose by the agency, mm -hmm. I think, I hope most of the time it's kind of by accident, but mm -hmm. like, okay. So should, should a business owner hire a website guy <laughs> or a woman. Well, yeah. Or a website person. A website person. <laughs> um, um, yeah. What it, are your it, answers? I think the answer to that kind of ties into an answer I gave for another question, which is, it, it depends on your goals and yeah. it depends on where you're at now and where you want to be. If you have 10 website visitors now and you're not getting any clients, but you want to have a thousand and you want to be getting a bunch of clients, like that's a big gap to mm -hmm. fill yourself if you don't have the the back you know the knowledge so um so yeah hiring someone in that case could help you get to that goal quicker um but if you have you know if you have 100 visitors now um and you think that 150 would really benefit you there are probably changes that you can make yourself to your site um that can get you to that goal um, yeah so it really depends on you know how, how, where, how bad is, or the difference between where you're at now and where you want to be, how mm -hmm. big is that, that gap? Um, and, uh, that'll, yeah, that'll help you determine whether you should hire someone. An analogy that I was thinking of was like, if you have like a sore hamstring, right? If it's just a little sore, you can stretch it out and rest it yourself. You don't have to talk to anybody, you know, <laughs> but if it's like, you know, you're screaming in pain and you know, something worse, you, you heard a pop or something, Oh my God. Yeah. you gotta, you gotta go to the doctor and get that mm -hmm. checked out, you know? So similarly with your website, like if your website isn't really hurting that much, you have visitors and you get business through it, but you think a little more could go, could go a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do it, you know, do it yourself, make the, make the little changes you need to make. Um, and you can see those results, but if you, you know, you need clients from your website or you want that to be a big part of your, a big driver of your business. And it's mm -hmm. not right now bringing someone on to help you at least get it started can go a long way. Yeah, I think so too, you know, and there are going to be like lots of different approaches to making your website and like what kind of service uh, mm -hmm. you'll be offered. So I wanted to mention that as well, you know, as much sure. as like Spencer and I have feelings on agencies, <laughs> you know, for some people it can be a totally appropriate solution and, you know, the website's up relatively maintained over time. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's all you want. So like, you know, going off of your point of talking about goals, maybe that's fine. Um, but I know like the client I mentioned who I work with, like he had an experience with sort of like an agency type of thing. Um, and he realized that he really wanted somebody who was a lot more personal and like mm -hmm. easy to reach one-on-one -on -one, can make changes fairly quickly yeah. um and also will like uh show progress and like teach uh people on his team if he needed it mm -hmm. um that kind of like one-on-one -on -one service is something that you're most likely only going to find with <laughs> 
in Spencer only <laughs> no, but like, you know, like a small, like a smaller business, like if it right. is just like one person doing it, then you're going to get a much different experience than with an agency. And so whatever kind of um, like service experience you're looking for, I would pay attention to that, um, you know, and going off of that, like maybe looking at websites that the person you're talking to has done before mm -hmm. um it's totally okay to ask the person you potentially hire uh what their process is and i would even ask them too like what what they've seen in terms of results for their previous clients you mm -hmm. know um because setting expectations with people you work with in any capacity uh, is really, it's really important. A big part of like communication before you guys like decide to work together. Um, so putting that stuff together, asking those questions, I think will lead you to the best result possible. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, as opposed to just seeing like shiny object, like website offer that promises you a bajillion clients. And then you don't really understand how it's going to happen and what mm -hmm. the terms are, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I feel like it, it really, it, it all starts in your first meeting with the potential agency or developer. Um, mm -hmm. Are they getting to know you and what you're looking for? Or are they telling you this is what you need? Um, if they're telling you this is what you need, you should you should start thinking. Wait, um, is that true? Or you know, like why why are they pushing me towards this platform versus another? And if they're not able to answer like those questions that you have, that's that that can be a red flag that they're just going to give you a site that they built five years ago that they've just been copying and pasting for for, for everyone that comes to them. Um, so yeah, in that first meeting, really getting a sense of are they, is, are they taking a more of a collaborative approach and trying to figure out what my needs are, what my goals are, or are they saying, this is what a website looks like, here's your website, and and go off. Because, um, you know, uh, that, that, that might be okay for some people, but if you, it, for most people, I feel like you want more of a collaborative approach um, so that your website really reflects who you are and who your business and what your business is. Um, otherwise, you're left with you know some cookie cutter site that actually links to someone else's, like like you mentioned your client uh, mm -hmm. had, which yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, just like really quickly, basically one of the pages on the website linked to a practice in a different state, um, and like I, you know, everybody makes mistakes. However, like, I, I think that's a, a big deal, you know, like Spencer was just saying, like, you want whoever is doing your marketing for you, you want them to represent your business and you well, and if they are not, then, you know, let them know and see mm -hmm. if they can change it. If they don't, then, you know, you kind of know where you stand and, may, and maybe it's time to look for somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, just be on the lookout. Ask a lot of questions if you do feel like hiring somebody is appropriate. And it's also totally okay to talk to a bunch of like website people mm -hmm. and you don't have to take action on it right now. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. That's completely fine. So um, anyway, I feel like, We've, we've gone over a lot of stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. about things to consider. Um, and I really hope, you know, for whoever's watching or listening to this, it gives you some things to think about. Um, and there are some specific things that we brought up in the show about things that like you can do yourself. Um, but definitely if you have more questions, um, feel free to comment here or, you know, we have <laughs> Spencer's information for our, all the website questions. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess, uh, Spencer, before we uh, log off for tonight, do you have any like last pieces of advice or like big takeaways that you would like to share? Um, yeah, sure. I guess based on everything we've talked about, I think uh, biggest takeaway is don't feel overwhelmed by the website. Um, getting up a one-page site with a contact me button is enough, you know, for a start. Um, 
So don't be overwhelmed by uh, by 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 that first hurdle of getting the getting the website out there. Um, but also, you know, embrace the journey, right? Because once that once that one page contact me uh, button is is up there, you know, uh, you want to yeah, embrace the journey and take those steps to to make continue to make it better. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like you would take the steps to continue to improve your business, your website is the reflection of your business. So take those steps to continue to improve it, um, especially from the user's perspective. Mm -hmm. So tie that in. Yeah. Yeah. And you could always, like, I mean, if your audience is like older adults, like look for real live older adults <laughs> to test your website. Right. You know, you can always have people, uh, like take a look at it and say like, okay, grandma, uh, if you, if you wanted to make an appointment with me and uh -huh. here's the website, go mm -hmm. and see what happens. Um, you know, see like what she does when she's looking, if she's able to find, you know, the mm -hmm. button to do the thing or not, you uh -huh. know, um, and that can be really <laughs> helpful as well. That's actually a really good point. One of my first, this was years ago, I built a simple website um, and I, th I thought it was cool. And I was like, look, look at this, this thing I just built. I think I handed it to, to my brother or my mom. And immediately they were like, looked at it and clicked something. I was like, wait, wait, no, don't click on that. <laughs> they, they started scrolling. It was like, oh wait, no, that, that's not how that's supposed to look. And realizing that like, I hadn't even looked, I didn't even think about what they were going to do when I handed them, you know, my website on, on, on my phone, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, just if you, once you build it, just hand it to someone and see what they do. Um, and if they don't do what you were expecting, that's a sign that yeah, change some things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, cool. Oh, great. I think this is definitely a really good start for, for everything, you know, especially if mm -hmm. you're kind of like new to website stuff. Hopefully we went over some things for if you already have a website, you know, ways that you could continue to improve it or, you know, Google things about it or ask a professional um, about it as well. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, if you have questions, please comment them, um, you know, feel free to reach out to either of us. And uh, if in the future you would like to talk about websites you know, part two, please let me know. Um, and we can always chat a little bit more about that. But yeah, I guess so just wrapping up, Spence, if you want to uh, share again where people can find you. Yeah, so my website is slopetechnyc.com. Uh, and you can go there, you can email me. Uh, my email is there on the site. You can also schedule a, uh, a free uh, consultation with me, 15 minute call where we can just talk about your website. I can give you some ideas, point you in the right direction, or we can start our own, you know, relationship where I help you out directly. Um, but I, I just love talking to people about their, about their tech and about, yeah. you know, what they're doing. So, uh, please, if you feel free to, to schedule some time with me, I would, I would love to talk. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Spencer, for being here. Um, Hope you had a uh, good time today. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hope I'll, I'll, I'll love to be back for part two as well. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool. stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much again, everybody who uh, hopped in today um, and uh, everybody watching the replay and listening on the podcast. Uh, you know where to find me. Spence just gave all his info. Um, definitely hit him up if you have questions. Um, he's been, you know, a huge asset to to my business. So um, I always highly recommend him. Um, and yeah, I guess we will we'll see you on the next one. We have some more interviews coming up. And yeah, I don't know how to end this. But I guess that's it. <laughs> um, Mario. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, some uh, extra decor in the background there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. All right. <laughs>
As always, I am honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.